0: the Christmas campaign again this year, we did find that, you know, we had an average about one uh, person arrested every hour for suspicion of driving under the influence that was na- na- nationwide. And, you know, over 818 arrests over the course of that operation. And then as we moved into 2024, again, we're finding that um, we're, as we're conducting our uh, mandatory intoxication check- checkpoints and, and other incidents. Uh, you know, we are testing for the presence of alcohol and drugs in the system. Uh, you know, it is a fence to drive within the three hours in, in those scenarios um, from legal purposes. But obviously we're saying that people that are taking drugs and alcohol uh, into their system and driving at all are putting everybody at risk on the roads. And it's a, it's a worrying trend, Alan, but I think we've seen ourselves um, both the in Clare in the, the roads policing and the, the in Clare on the regular units have seen the increase, um, particularly with the drug driving aspect, um, uh, which is very worrying in particular, because historically speaking, the drink driving is what everybody kind of wor- thinks about when they're talking about intoxicated driving. But the drug driving aspect now, Alan, seems to be coming in to... Uh, A pattern whereby people feel it's acceptable to have uh, drugs in their system, whether it's recreational drugs or the, I suppose, the availability of drugs now, unfortunately, seems to have uh, predicated its way all into um, the countryside now, whereas before it might have been a a city element, now we're finding it as a country element as well.
1: Uh, And Eddie, why do you think people, more people, are for want of a better phrase chancing their arm in that regard why are they uh, drug driving Uh, you know in terms of uh, checkpoints in relation to drink and drug detection uh, uh, are there enough of those perhaps people feel that there's the chance of them being caught is, is, is less than before
0: no, uh, Alan, that's a, that's a valid point. And I suppose, um, look, on Guarantee Corner are a finite um, resource. You know, we only have a certain amount of members. Um, I think it's important to point out as well, though, it's just not the road policing units that have responsibility for detecting instances of drink or drug driving. Our regular members um, are very successful in, in that activity as well. And um, on a daily basis, they carry out checkpoints as well. But I suppose, Alan, it comes back to we can't have a guard on every corner and every rural road, it comes back to personal responsibility. I think there's an education piece there where people um, feel that, you know, uh, maybe they're not doing any harm or any wrong, and because it's it's not your traditional seven or eight points they're, they're having, that, you know, a few uh, drugs in their system won't affect them. But the the stats would show that um, you, know, you know being under the influence of intoxicants uh, will affect your ability to make cognitive uh, decisions, and that will increase your chances of having a collision or obviously coming in conflict. And um, back in 2023, or sorry, 2022, actually, we launched a new drug white system. Um, so previous to this we had a kind of a bigger machine that was on the side of the road so now our drug the drug wipes are already available from all our members and it's similar to um, a COVID test in so far as it's, that's the size it is and it's a far more uh, quicker way of detecting the presence of drugs in the system for you have to wait 15 minutes. I think this test takes about 7 or 8 minutes and then that will detect the presence of uh, a range of different drugs from cannabis. Cocaine, benzodiazepines, opiates, um, amphetamines, uh, methamphetamines. So we're probably testing for a range of, of more drugs as well on the side of the road. But coming back to your point, you know, enforcement is one element to it. I think personal responsibility comes into it. And I think the you mentioned about that survey as well. Mentioned about the people who, uh, you know, are, are aware of the, the issue with drink driving. I think it's very important as well for people who are out and about on the weekends uh, not to put themselves in a place of danger where they know maybe the driver may have taken a drug or drink and, you know, to do the right thing and make sure that person doesn't drive and prevent them from going on the road in the first place. And as we move into 2024 now, you know, the the road fatalities for 2023 increased by 19%, which was, you know, 184 people died on the roads. Um, Tipperary, in particular, as, you, as, as well publicised, had a very bad year. Clare themselves had a number of fatalities as well. Yeah, so six. we just we we just want to make sure that um, everybody's doing the right thing because uh, Alan, you're right. There's there's Twofold. enforcement absolutely is our job and that's what we need to do and, and actually when it comes to enforcement we're very successful in the court system you know when we get people to court uh, who have offended for drink and drug driving our prosecution rate is, is very high so unfortunately you know they're the, the people that well, sorry well I suppose fortunately It was for everybody else we've taken these people off the road but the impact that that will have on a person as well Alan can't be underestimated because they will lose their license they will be disqualified in some cases they may actually lose their jobs as a result of this which obviously is going to impact their family and you know it's it's a big um, impact if, if you're caught drink or drug driving so the risk uh, that you're taking cannot be underestimated. And I think people may be underestimating that um, once the penalty is there, but ultimately if you're involved in a collision and are found, uh, obviously if you get hurt yourself or you hurt somebody or family or hurt somebody else in the course of a collision you know, they're the kind of things that stay with you for life. They're the, the moments, if you do survive those collisions, that um, we're trying to avoid.
1: And there's no doubt about all of that and people should It would be sad to think there are people who aren't mindful enough of all of that, but still the facts suggest there are some, one and 10 drink drink uh, driven uh, have driven after drinking alcohol in the last 12 months for people who may not be you know they might think oh I can have one and sure I' I'll, I'll, I'll surely be able to have one and an hour later I can hop in the car and drive just to spell it out for them Eddie what are the time frames for which alcohol can be detected in the body what's the, what's the legal blood alcohol concentration limit and even under the limit is it safe for people to drive with any amount of alcohol in their system?
0: Yeah, that's a question, Alan. We get asked a lot, and um, I'm very reluctant to put a time frame on anything to do with with this um, with driving and and alcohol because, uh, as people will know, you know, people's metabolisms are totally different. Um, Like with people that would say, "Oh, I can have a drink and I'm fine," and you know, it's still once you take that drink, once you take that first drink, you know, its effect will start to take place. uh, we would say you should not drink or drive, or take drugs and drive at all. You should take an alternative. And um, if you look at all the zero-zero drinks that are on the market now, I don't think there's any excuse for people anymore to say that. Oh, you know, I like, uh, I like having my pint. You can still have your pint, but doesn't have to have alcohol in it. When you talk about the limits, um, so for novice drivers um, and learner drivers, the, the alcohol limit is about fifty uh, milligrams per hundred millilitres of blood. Uh, and again. Um, you know, for normal, if if you're a professional driver as well, then uh, 22 micrograms of alcohol in blood. So there's different limits and levels in it. So I suppose we just want to be careful that once you start, once you're tested on the side of the road, it's also important to say that if there's presence of alcohol in your system, we do the test on the side of the road. Then you go and do a second test to check. You know, so it's a kind of a twofold operation. Um, and, uh, you know, going into the micrograms and those limits, once you start going into, you know, am I barely under the limit? Am I barely over the limit? I think that's a, 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 methodol- or a, a mentality that I'd try to get away from. I'd be saying no drink, no drugs. When you're on the road, be responsible, or let somebody else do the driving for you. Yeah,
1: and that is more than fair enough. So, what can what else can be done then, uh, Eddie, to get the message across? As you mentioned, 184 people killed on our roads last year—the highest number of fatalities in almost a decade. Uh, six of those in Clare. 13 fatalities already on the roads uh, around the country and we're still in January. You said there's you have obviously a finite number of Gardi. Is there a possibility of more drink drug uh, checkpoints? Uh, does it need more campaigns, more messaging, uh, I suppose more appearances from Gardi, such as yourself on, 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 on in media to get the message out there? Or do people just need to take more personal responsibility and just use a bit of cop on?
0: Well, I think a combination of all, Alan, ultimately, look, uh, we have to... Yeah, keep enforcing it, and I think your point you made that if people have a, a feeling that you know the you are not out and about, that um, is is not the impression we want to give. We and and I can categorically state to the listeners we are out and about. We are uh, holding checkpoints around the county and clear there every day, and you know people say, "Oh, I've never stopped." Look, uh, you will be stopped. Uh, eventually at one of these checkpoints you will meet them, it's, we randomise those checkpoints as well to make sure they're not in the same locations all the time as well, so that's one aspect to it, but I, I think as well, and when we talk about the overall increase in road deaths and road fatalities, um, it, there's a number of different categories as well, look, the drink driving, drug driving is a portion of that, um, but there was 44 pedestrians killed last year, 34 passengers and vehicles, 26 motorcyclists. and. Um, eight cyclists and three were e-scooter users last year. And the e-scooter obviously is a, a newer dimension to the whole thing. So when we look at those different um, demographics, um, they're all road users. That's the first thing that they need. to So if you're going out for your walk um, this time of the year or any time of the year, you know, you need to immediately take the necessary precautions. Even during the daytime for pedestrians, we would say you should be wearing a yellow or fluorescent jacket to make sure you're well seen. And for cyclists, depending on the weather conditions and depending on the day and you know the time of day we would always advocate again to wear bright clothing and to have your flashing uh, front and rear light on at all times just to give the driver the extra chance and then i think um, we all need to give ourselves the space on the road so there is that whole everybody's rushing around and i found since lockdown as well that you know people quite impatient on the roads now and, and they seem to need to go places twice as quick as what they used to before or maybe it was always like that and i never took any notice of it but i do feel that the speeding and the inappropriate speeding so coming into built up areas hazard awareness so like a hazard alan is anything that can it has an element of actual or potential danger so even if there was when you come into a town and there's a school and it's coming up to three o'clock and there's a chance the school is going to be finished and there's going to be children around. You should immediately slow down and watch out for the dangers. Because it's not it's when somebody I suppose walks out in front of you, you say, Oh, I never saw the the person and you have a collision. But from my experience and I, I was a police driving instructor for ten years and trained people all over the country. I, I found that the, the level, the most, when my students were coming into me who would have all have their local authority level, I think that the, the main thing that people can focus on here is raising their awareness of hazards and also um, the distractions within the car. So we're talking about our mobile phone usage. All that is having an impact on fatalities. And um, again, there's no excuse for anybody now holding a mobile phone while driving. And, uh, you look, the penalty points are there for them, the fines, but it's the impact it has once you're distracted in that vehicle that is having um, a problem. So, look, uh, is there any one solution? I don't think so. I think you're right that we need to keep the messaging out there. Um, And and look, sometimes they say, oh, we're only out on the bank holiday weekends or we're only out, you know, uh, for uh, national speed reduction days or whatever it is. But we are out there every day. Uh, We are enforcing the road traffic uh, legislation and we're just asking everybody to play their part to keep everybody safe on the roads as we move into 2024.